Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good day, J.U. It's Andrew Morgan, the Goals Coach, coming to you at the end of this week with a little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of information, all designed to help you to get closer to that thing that you are so diligently working towards. Today's program is brought to you by AboutGoals.com. That's AboutGoals.com, a website that's dedicated to helping you to achieve the goals for which you have set for yourself. You need a little help doing that. There's some opportunities that are available to uh, to you in the coaching zone. And if you go to aboutgoals.com, you can find out about some of the coaching that's offered, the online coaching that's offered, and the limited time offer that they have of a free 30-day coaching program. You know, yesterday we talked about fixing broken goals on the program. And today we're going to continue uh, that discussion, you know, where whenever you're working on something, whenever you have something that you're trying to get to, something that uh, that that's going to make your life better and that's going to help you to reach that next level, it's not uncommon that you reach a point where you kind of get stuck. You reach a sticking point. Uh, now, I'm not stealing that from Malcolm Gladwell because he talks about a tipping point. I'm talking about that sticking point, that point where you just can't seem to produce the desired results or outcomes that you want to produce. And it's frustrating. It is incredibly frustrating when our goals just seem to stall or, or when, despite our best efforts, we just can't seem to, to make that thing happen. Well, if you're in that place, I want to share with you. I'm going to continue to, to discuss and share with you some tips that you can uh, that you can use to to get out of that place and to get your goals off of life, life support and to get them working again. I'm just going to jump right in it with a quick review. Yesterday we covered three of the, or actually a part of the the fourth step um, to to really. Uh, kind of getting your goals off life support and, and, and getting up when, you, when you've fallen down as it relates to your goals. The first step that we covered was to acknowledge that you're not producing the results or outcomes that you want to produce. You know, don't look at it and beat yourself up as, you know, you, you're failing or, or it's just, you know, this, this, this horrible place you're in. You know, all of that emotional, the emotional weight that comes from, Perceiving that what you're doing is is uh, is not working, or or perceiving that that your failure in what you're doing, all of that's unnecessary. This is what you do. We talk on this program about moving from uh, being a an emotional goal setter to becoming a objective an objective goal setter. 
Um, an emotional goal setter sets goals when they feel like they need to make changes in their life. You know, they look in the mirror and they go, oh, i got to change this, and they, they quickly look for a diet that's going to get it done for them. Or, or uh, they look in their bank account and they realize that I don't have enough money in there to make it through the week. Oh, I've got to get to a point where I'm financially independent. Or whatever it might be, they set those goals in a highly emotional state. The challenge with that is that when the emotion fades, so does the desire and the drive to make that goal happen. You know, it's a very subtle thing, but that's the reason why people walk away from New Year resolutions. That's the reason why goals fail, or one of the key reasons why goals fail, while we're unable to produce the thing that, that we want to do in our life. When you become an objective goal setter, you get beyond the emotion. Now, it's okay that you set the, the goal when you're in a state of, of, in an emotional state or when you felt like you had to do something about it. That's okay. That's, there's not a problem with that. But just know that at some point you need to become objective in the way in which you reach that goal, meaning that you need to do the steps, take the steps, regardless of how you're feeling. You know, not every day do I feel like, uh, getting into the stuff that I that I get into, and it's not that I don't love it because I absolutely love it. It is a passion. It's the thing that I live and breathe. But every once in a while, I'll come across something that I have to do as it relates to, uh, to as it relates to the work that I'm doing that I just don't feel like doing. Yeah, I, I, you know, give me an audience any day. I'll talk to them. 365 days a year, 24/7. I love that kind of stuff. But there are other parts of my business that I may not that I'm that I'm just not in love with. And that's how it is for a lot of people. But those things have to be done in order to make, in order to reach the goals that I've set. So when I have those moments in those days when I'm, I'm facing something I don't want to do, I just subjectively look at the task and just get on with it because I'm not necessarily depending on my emotions to to reach the goals that I have. So you want to move from being an emotional goal setter to becoming an objective goal setter, meaning that you do it whether or not you feel like doing it. The second step after you acknowledge that you're not producing the results or the outcomes that you want to produce, and that's a part of that's an objective approach to looking at where you are. Uh, it, it's just knowing that you know what I I took an action, I took some steps. Those steps produced a result. Do I like the results, or are they the results that I wanted, or are they results that I didn't expect, or and that I don't want? If they're the results that you wanted to produce, then great, you keep doing it. If they're if you're producing results that you don't want, or if you're not producing the results that you do want, then you just simply decide what it is you need to do in order to uh, in order to to produce those results. That's looking at it objectively. All right, so acknowledge that you're not producing the results or the outcomes that you want to produce. That's all there is to that. Second thing is you want to objectively accept where you are right now. And accepting where you are is not a matter of just giving up. It's not saying, well, this is it, you know, this goal will never happen, or you know, I'm never going to get my business off the ground. Or No, accepting where you are is, is using acceptance as a bridge, not a barrier. It's understanding that wherever you go in life, you have to start where you are. Wherever you go in your business, you have to start where you are. Acceptance is a beginning. It's not the end. So the second step is to objectively accept where you are as it relates to that goal. If it's not working, it's not working. That's where you are. Accept that. Don't resist it. When you resist it, you actually put yourself in a place where you where you become disempowered because what you're resisting are the behaviors and the things that you did that led up to the result that you produced. When you, re, when you resist those things, you're actually resisting something that you can't change. You're resisting something that happened in the past. 
You know, if you don't have any customers today, you know, everything that you did last week, the week before, whatever, led to the place that you're in. Accept it as where you are because you can't go back and put that work in uh, at a time that's already gone by. So uh, objectively accept where you are right now. So the third thing that you want to do is to look at the bright spots, and this is a recap of what we talked about yesterday. Um, but look at the bright spots. Chip and Dan Heath, the authors of the book Switch, How to, Ch How to Change When Change is Hard, they define a bright spot as a successful effort worth emulating. Yeah, I don't care what you're working on. There's some things that you're doing right and some things that you're doing wrong, chances are. So look for the bright spots. And if you can't find bright spots with what you're doing, and even if you do, look for bright spots in what other people are doing. Um, that as it relates to uh, to where you're trying to go. Find other people who are doing or who are in that place that you want to be in and then look at the bright spots um, with them. A key thing that we talked about yesterday was the, the necessity uh, to be a part of a community of like-minded people. You know, it's necessary that you are a community of like-minded people. And, and why is that necessary? Because you can't always benchmark what you're doing. You can't always rely on only what you know about getting to the place that you're trying to get to. When you become a part of a community of like-minded people, what you will find are people who are a little further along, people who might be at the beginning of it, and, and you learn from what they are doing. You know, for someone who's just starting out, you, uh, if you're in a, if you're in a community of like-minded people and you, you run into someone who's just starting out, you know, they kind of, you're able to kind of reflect on what you've done well based on conversations that you might have with them. And when it comes to becoming a part of a community of like-minded people, like-minded professionals, people who are just trying to get to that same place that you're getting to, you know, if you don't have them in your physical environment, you can definitely find them online. You know, I mean, that's, there's so many social media tools out there to help you to identify people who are moving and grooving just like you're moving and grooving, man, and you get with them and together you all you can all go further. Yesterday when I put I, I posted something on Twitter and someone said I posted that no man or woman is an island, no person is an island. You know, connect with people who you know, connect with like minded people. And someone put up there that um, th that these people think differently, and they and they get, sent me a link. Uh, they posted a link to the Simon and Garfunkel song. Um, I am a rock, you know, the one, I am a rock, I am an island, and I pointed out that it took two people to sing that song. So I guess uh, <laughs> even for someone who's singing that they are an island, they're not really an island if they're singing it with uh, someone else in the background and a, and a band in the background. But my point is, look, join a, a community of like-minded people. That's one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs uh, that new entrepreneurs might have is that, you know, an entrepreneur is typically someone who has the ability and the wherewithal to kind of stand on their own two feet, and they typically are not people who are, who are, who are prone to groupthink. You know, that's why they struck out on their own, because they know that they can do it on their own. They believe that they can do it on their own. One of the challenges with that, though, is that, uh, is that we isolate ourselves sometimes. You know, we not only believe that we can do it on our own, but we don't reach out to connect to other people. We don't look for others who are moving in the direction that we're doing. We don't establish those friendships and those relationships that can help us to get through rough spots. Um, so make sure that you are part of a of a community of like-minded people. And then within that community, look for the bright spots, what's working. Let's talk about troubleshooting the problem. How do you troubleshoot a sick goal, a goal that's not working you know, what are the things that you need to check in on? Again, we covered uh, the first four in yesterday's 
um, in yesterday's program, and I'm going to get through those really quick and then finish up. I think we may have did, I guess we did four. It may have only been three, but in any event, here's a quick recap. First thing you want to check on, if you're if you're working on a goal that's just not working for you, first thing that you want to, the first question is, do you have a written plan? Do you have a written plan? And is it detailed? Are there measures and dates in there and specific steps? Now, people sometimes go, you know what, I just like to go, you know, I, I know my stuff and, and I just get out there and I just do it. You know, a business plan is something more than just a uh, something that you would use to raise capital or, or something that you develop and then stick in a drawer somewhere and, somewhere and, and, and never look at again. You know, within that plan are steps and measures and dates, and and it gives you an opportunity to know if, in fact, you're on point or not. And you need to have that. And and to take it to a, a higher level, if you have a business plan, let me ask you this: Have you has it been reviewed by someone who has done what you want to do? You know, have you have you gone to others who are a little further ahead and just say, check this out, what do you think about this? Does this, does this plan make sense or not? For a lot of people, that's not something that they do, and that's something that you can do because you get you can find suggestions, and you can also check on the feasibility of, of making that thing happen. So do you have a plan? Has it been looked at by someone who knows what they're doing and can tell you, yeah, this is a good plan or you, you skipped a step or whatever it might be? The second um, troubleshooting uh, step that you can take is, is to ask the question, are you following the plan? Okay, you have a plan. You know, is it just somewhere in the bottom of a drawer uh, collecting dust, or is it a plan that you're following? If you're following it, great. We go to the next question. If you're not, here's an action step for you. Ident look at that plan, identify the next step in the plan, and schedule the time to take that next step. Get back on point. Get back on purpose. Get back to your plan. Now, these are the mechanics of goal setting and reaching, and we're going to go a little deeper than that as we move through this, but I want you to understand some of the basic mechanics to reaching goals is, one, having it written down and having it written down with measures and dates and steps, very specific steps in it. Uh, another step to, to go beyond that is having someone else take a look at it who can give you feedback and then incorporating that feedback and following the plan. So if you're doing those things, then let's press on. If you're not, then go back and do those things because that's something that's going to help to resuscitate this goal for you. Now, if you're doing those things and the plan is taking longer than you anticipated or you're not reaching the benchmarks that you anticipated when and where you feel you should be missing them, then yeah, here, here, here's a um, that's a question. You know, are you reaching the anticipated benchmarks in a timely fashion? Uh, if you're not reaching them in a timely fashion, then perhaps you missed some steps along the way in the plan. You know, if I if I um, had a goal of walking across the country, and I anticipated that walking across the country is going to take me six months, and that if I walk you know five miles a day for six months, I should walk, I should be there. Well, quite frankly, you can do the math. That's not going to happen. Now, I can be, I can um, stand somewhere in the middle of, in the middle of, um, of 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 Kansas and go, you know, this. I'm just not reaching this goal. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Or I can just realize the fact that I miscalculated on the front end, and that I'm reaching the goal. I'm reaching the goal in a timely fashion. I just, I, I just estimated the the timeline incorrectly. 
So, you know, if you're not, if it's taking you longer to reach your benchmarks than you think, then go back and take a look at the steps. And, and if you need to add some additional steps to your plan, do that. Get those in the plan. Write those. Add those into the plan. You know, for a lot of people, when I'm when I'm working with coaching clients, one of the things that I find very often is that they have a goal that they anticipate will take, let's say, five steps. You know, they see five steps to reaching that goal. Well, each one of those steps, each one of those five steps has requires um, ten steps to to reach those. So, you know, it's not that it's going to take you five steps to reach a goal. It's going to take you fifty steps to reach a goal. And and they they sometimes become um, they, they get frustrated and and they get discouraged when it's not happening as quickly or as fast as they thought it should. When in fact it never would have. They just simply miscalculated. So if it's taking you longer to reach your goal than you anticipated, ask yourself: Were there steps or are there steps that I'm missing or that I missed when I d- developed the initial plan? And then if they are, here's an action step: Go back and reestablish your timeline based on the newly discovered missing steps. Action step. Boom, you're right back in it. Your goal is coming into life again. You're you're pumping that thing up. You're you're giving it CPR. All right. Now, fourth thing from a troubleshooting standpoint is did you hit an obstacle? Is there an obstacle in the way that's preventing you from moving forward? Um now this is key. Can you name the obstacle specifically? All right. If you can't name the obstacle, then there may not be an obstacle. We're going to talk about core beliefs in the um, in just a little bit, but if you have trouble naming that obstacle, then it may not be real. If you can name the obstacle and it's based on and it's an obstacle that's based on lack, meaning that you don't have enough of this or enough of that or whatever it is, then again, we're going to talk about core beliefs to get you past that. But an action step is you know if you if there's an obstacle that you can name. The action step is to list the resources that you currently have and determine what you can do with what you have. Sometimes when we're working on goals, we only see as far as the obstacle. And or, or how can I put this? You, we see we don't see steps that we can take. We only focus on the obstacle that's out there. So you know, I mentioned in a program in one of our uh, earlier programs this week, you know, as I was talking to a young man, his goal was to become a contractor. He was working in the construction um, industry for someone else, and he wanted to have his own business. And when we talked about, you know, what's your next step, he said, you know, getting a new truck is the next step. Well, we went a little further, and getting a new truck wasn't the next step. It was a step to be taken down the road, but there were a lot of other steps leading up to that. So sometimes when we're focused on the obstacles that are standing in our way, we're missing the opportunity to do things in the moment that will actually help us um, to continue to move the goal forward and in some cases even help us to overcome that potential obstacle that's out there. All right, now the fifth thing, and now we're getting into some stuff that we didn't talk about yesterday. Um, you know, If you have a goal that you're not reaching, if you have a goal that's just dragging along, if you have a goal that's that's literally on life support and you're thinking about walking away from that thing because it's just not, you know, I, I you just give up. I forget about it. Let's just go in another direction. I want you to ask yourself this. Is your productivity high enough to produce the outcome that you desire? Goals productivity is something that basically it's a measure of the number of steps that it takes to reach your goals or the number of steps that you're taking, rather, and the things that you're doing to reach your goal in a set period of time. 
um, as a coach, that's one of the things that I help people with is their goal productivity if, in fact, that is a challenge that they're facing. Sometimes when we're working on our stuff, we think we're working a lot harder than we are working, and our overall productivity is not there. So it's not that we don't necessarily know what to do. It's just that we're not doing it enough. Some people refer to it as, as not showing up in a big way, but it's just that you're not doing enough of the things that you need to do in order to produce the outcome that you're trying to produce. You know, for a writer, you know, how many pages are you writing a day? Um, for someone who is a sales professional, how many calls are you making a day? For someone um, who may be in, in uh, network marketing, you know, how many people are you talking to about your business in a day, a week, or whatever? And that productivity is a very specific thing. It's a very targeted thing. And, and you want to ask yourself, honestly, am I really productive as it relates to reaching my goal, or do I just think I'm productive? Am I taking two steps and then taking a long break? You know, am I doing a little bit and then not doing anything at all? And for, for many of us, when we're working on goals that are an extension of our life, meaning that you're trying to get to some place that you're not at currently, because of the fact that your goals are not a part of your regular routine, not naturally a part of your regular routine, it's not uncommon that you do a little bit and then stop. And what you're not realizing is that that period of time that you're not doing anything is growing. So, you know, you, you do a little, let's say you Monday and Tuesday, you, you make some great headway and then you, you don't do anything on Wednesday and, or Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday of next week. And, and if you measured your overall productivity, it's much lower than you might feel it is because you're not actually doing the things to make that goal actually happen. So that's one of the questions you want to ask yourself from a, from a troubleshooting standpoint is, is, you know, how high is my productivity? Am I doing, am I consistently doing the things I need to do to reach my goal? You know what I say. If you ever heard me say anything, I know you heard me say that your goals are only alive. Okay, I'm imagining that there's a hundred, there's a thousand people just finishing that statement for me. But since you can't hear them and I can in my head, your goals are only alive when they show up in your daily routines. If you're not working on your stuff consistently, you are not working on your stuff. Your dream, your, a dream is a goal that sits at the extreme edge of your imagination. In order to move your, goal, your dreams forward or to move to your dreams, you have to consistently do the work because in doing the work consistently, you actually become that person who is capable of sustaining the goals and the dreams that you have. If you're writing, if you're working on a book, if you want to be a writer and you write consistently, you become a writer as a result of that experience. If you want to become a writer, if you just want to author a book and you hire someone to ghostwrite it and you pay them to, to, uh, to basically dictate your thoughts and ideas, you're, you're an author. You're not a writer. You didn't write that book, meaning that you don't have the ability to do that thing on your own, and that's okay. I mean, some people, I'm not knocking that because for some, they don't want to be a writer. They want to capture the essence of what they have to share in the written form, and that's fine. But if your goal is to be a writer, then you must write. If your goal is to be a, a speaker, then you must speak. If your goal is to uh, to become an expert on the topic of feng shui, then you must feng shui, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. I mean, it's just that simple. This is basic stuff. You know, the thing that I love is that it's it's amazing when you consider what you're doing and get beyond what you know. Because sometimes we think that we know something, or we know that we know something, but we we mistakenly believe that we're doing what we know. So a lot of what I share, I mean, it's basic stuff when we know it. And I'm not sharing it with you to give you an education or to do a dissertation on this topic. I'm sharing it with you so that you can ask yourself these questions as it relates to where you are right now in your life and what you are doing not what you know, but what are you doing right now? Because it's what you do that's produce, producing what you're getting or what you're not getting. All right, so um, your productivity, is it high enough to, to produce the outcome that you desire? All right, next thing, the sixth troubleshooting um, question that you have is, is have, you re- or have you received advanced instructions on, on, uh, in terms of coaching, mentoring, classes, whatever it might be, have you received advanced instructions on reaching this goal? Now, again, these are things you do. This is a question that you get to if you've answered yes to all those other things. You know, if you have a plan, you're following the plan, it's taking longer than you anticipated, um, you, and you've gone back and you've added those steps in, you're hitting obstacles, uh, you know what they are, and you're you're making sure that you're not move, you're not looking beyond the steps that you need to take today to an obstacle that's off in the distance. Um, if you're doing those things and your productivity is high, the next question is: Have you received advanced instructions? Meaning that there's a you have a coach, you have a mentor, you have classes. There's someone who has done what who who, um, who is doing what you want to do. And, and they're they're giving you some instructions. Now this is a point in time when you have to invest in your goal. Uh, but again, you're doing if you're doing everything else that you should be doing, then this is where you are. Uh, you may find that that you need some help and an action step. If in fact you uh, have not received any advanced instructions, an action step is to hire a consultant for your business or hire a coach. You need a fresh set of eyes to look at this thing. If you've done all those other things that I mentioned. All right, um, and then the the last thing from a troubleshooting standpoint is if you've done all of that, if you've done all of those other things that I mentioned, the question, and it is a question, and you need to answer this for yourself, is do you need to back away from the goal for a week or a month? You know, sometimes we, we need to put things down so that we can get a fresh perspective on it, and sometimes we're just really too close to it to uh, to be objective. So, do you need to put it down? If you do put it down, please listen to me carefully. That's my listen to me carefully voice. If you decide that you need to step away from your goal just to give yourself a breather, then what I want you to be sure that you do is to establish a date to pick it up again and put that date on the calendar, on your primary calendar, so that you don't put it down and never pick it up. All right, you. This is a this is a a little bit of a breather. If you've done all those other things and you just beat this thing to death, and you just need a little breather, if you put it down, you schedule a date that you pick it up, and you should not put it down for more than a week. Actually, you shouldn't put it down if, if it's a really really big thing and you need more time than that. I would say two weeks. Give yourself a little break, but don't walk away from it forever. All right, now that that's those are just some troubleshooting. Uh, uh, tips that you can use if your goals are broken, if you're not moving that thing forward. I'm going to take us even a little deeper, which is the fifth step. Not We're out of the troubleshooting. Troubleshooting is the fourth step. Here's the fifth step 
to resuscitating a sick, a sick goal. And the, the fifth step is to examine your core beliefs. Now, when I looked at this, I was thinking I could have made this number one, but I wanted to, I wanted us to look at the mechanics of setting a, a goal just to make sure that those basics are there. We're going to go even deeper today, and we only have a few minutes to kind of start this. This will be Monday's show. Monday's show will be devoted to um, core beliefs. And I mentioned uh, yesterday that we have a special show, a special series next week on procrastination. Um, Chantelle Beaupre will be uh, with us, and uh, she is an expert on procrastination. She's done some great work on procrastination and, and emotional mastery and a lot of other things, and we're going to continue uh, this discussion. I'm going to talk today just briefly on, on core beliefs, and Monday I'm going to spend more time on core beliefs, and then we're going to talk about um, core beliefs and as they relate to procrastination Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And by the end of this thing, man, you are going to be so on fire and ready to go that you just can't stand yourself. And that's where we want to get you, on fire and ready to go, full of passion and purpose and drive and doing that thing every day. That's where we want to get you. But let's talk about core beliefs just briefly, just touching on it. Your core beliefs are the, the, it's the thought behind the thoughts that you have. All right, let me give you an example. Um, if I, you know, at the, co at the core of what I believe is, you know, how good I am at a particular thing. I may have thoughts that are contrary to that, but typically those thoughts will align with, um, with that core belief over time. And I'll give you one right now uh, as it relates to your goal, core belief, and these are all abilities. All right, one, the, the, the number one core belief that, that will serve you well in life um, is the belief that your goal is possible. I call that attainability. And I want to ask you right now, do you believe that it's possible for someone, anyone, to do what you're attempting to do? All right, negative thought, negative thought um, or a negative core belief is that it can't be done. You know, this goal is impossible. It just can't be done. I've tried it, and because I can't do it, no one can do it. But a positive belief, a positive core belief is that this goal is possible, this goal is doable. And, again, we're going to spend more time on core beliefs because I'm telling you, for a lot of us, the thing that we're getting stuck on are our thoughts. And our thoughts are coming from negative core beliefs that we have that we don't even check anymore. But they're driving our thoughts, and, and those thoughts are driving our, our actions, and, and the actions are giving us the results that we want or are not giving us the results that we want. Um, and, and um, again, we're, we're going to spend time on this. this is, I'm telling you, you want to be here next week. You definitely don't want to miss what we have lined up for you next week. Uh, go out to aboutgoals.com if you have an interest or need for some, for some coaching. Again, for a very limited time, I mean, the top is picking and this goes away. You can get some free coaching, but go to aboutgoals.com for that. Right now, i got to get out of here. This has been Andrew Morgan, the Goals Coach, telling you to get up, get out, and get going. Know that for as long as you are alive, I want you to live fully and without regrets. Know also that the world is a better place because you are in it. Just allow what you're doing today to be an affirmation of that truth. Go, go get the car, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> We 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.